Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Hayden Orm. For over a decade, Hayden has supported top executives and teams at companies such as Partners Healthcare, Brightcove Inc., Novartis, and McKesson. She most recently managed the office of the chairman and CEO of McKesson, a Fortune 5 company at the time. Now, as an entrepreneur herself, Hayden leverages her corporate experience and her unique get it factor. Her intuitive and pragmatic approach guides her clients to create sustainable growth and holistic success for their businesses and lives. Welcome to the show, Hayden. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Let's get started. So Hayden, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Well, Jennifer, my journey has been very interesting. I started Mm -hmm. actually with a boating background and Mm -hmm. a lot of people find this to be a bit of a surprise because I was on a professional boating trajectory. I'm actually a licensed master merchant mariner captain. And it wasn't until I broke, (laughs) (laughs) um, and boating's a passion of mine, but I actually broke my foot um, in my early twenties and realized that I probably needed a real job with benefits because x-rays are a little expensive out of pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And that started my corporate journey. So I started working for the head of the Partners Healthcare AIDS Research Center. And I worked with him partnering on fundraising initiatives and supported him in all his initiatives and projects as his executive assistant. And from there, I moved to other companies such as Bright Cove. They were a small startup at the time. They're now the world's largest internet TV platform. I wow. worked for Novartis in actually a few different departments and vaccines and diagnostics. And I was transferred from the Cambridge office to Emeryville, California and worked out there for a while. And then I went to McKesson in San Francisco. And I started working there as the executive assistant to the CFO. And I was relocated back to the East Coast, where I'm originally from, to New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. and opened and ran the satellite office for the chairman and CEO. And at the time, he was the highest paid CEO, and they were a Fortune 5 company. So as you can imagine, this was a very demanding, very Uh high exposure job. And I was with that company for a little over seven years. And it wasn't until he retired and I had the option to either relocate again or go my own way that I decided that I really actually wanted to exit corporate. I had been feeling for years that there must be something more. I was realizing I was operating in chronic burnout Mm -hmm. and having that opportunity with severance to leave corporate was kind of a gift at the time. It was very scary, but I decided that I really wanted to marry all of my experience and start my own company and help other entrepreneurs, not just actualize their dream of entrepreneurship and owning a business, but do so in a way that is sustainable and honors who we are as people and business owners. So really focusing on holistic success and balance And taking that component of just 
normalizing burnout and busyness in our work culture and really focusing on that alignment within your life and your business. So that's where I ended up today. I launched Handle by Hayden and Company. We are close to three years in business now, and it's going really, really well, and I couldn't be happier. That's amazing. I love your journey, and what a turn did it take, huh? That's pretty cool. That's very cool. And I love the work that you're doing right now. And I know many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and business owners, so they can definitely relate to what you're saying. Now, I understand that you speak on authenticity and the importance of human connection in the virtual arena. Tell us more about that. Yeah, well, I will mention that when I did support the chairman and CEO of the McKesson Corporation, I did so entirely remotely. And people will say, well, you had an office. And I did, but it was a satellite office. It was really just me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically 99% of the time. He came in a few days of the year, but I ran this office myself. I was the only one there. It was basically just a satellite office. So I had all the equipment I needed to support him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a lot of experience pre-COVID, really finding out the things that work well and don't work and kind of best practices for remote support at that very high caliber level. Uh Um, And so it's a very nuanced approach working at that level virtually. Uh And I, I love the quote that Oscar Wilde said, he said, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And I really like to focus on that with working with people to become more comfortable and confident in the virtual arena because there's this sort of mentality of fitting in with social media and everything out there today. And actually, it's really the goal is to help support others in standing out and being their authentic selves in the virtual arena. That's when you shine the brightest, virtually or otherwise. And so working remotely absolutely adds a layer of complexity to developing and maintaining authentic human connections in our lives and our work. But it's really about taking that proactive step and advocating for your needs and being, take I should say, taking more of a manage up approach than a passive approach. Because a lot of times people will struggle, and especially around COVID, a lot of people struggled and are still struggling with that kind of overnight shift from being in the office, outside their executive's office, and able to just have that immediate face-to-face connection whenever needed, Uh going to being at home, it became, it's been very normalized, right? I mean, we'll be on a work meeting and someone's kid will run in or the dog jumps up or, you know, for me, my cat jumps on my keyboard. (laughs) And that's, that's a very different shift from what we were all used to in an office, in a conference room. And so I think, especially with the pandemic, it has made the virtual workspace a little more humanized. Uh We see each other's personal lives in a way that we didn't when we were in an office. Uh Uh So it might be intimidating for some, but when people can really speak up and advocate for what they need and make that extra effort to maintain and build that connection with either their client, their boss, whomever it is that they're working with, 
set up Zoom meetings, right? Technology has certainly made it so we can have that instant connection face-to-face or on the phone or, or whatever it may be. But human connection is really an essential compo- component of a successful working relationship, whatever that is. So we have a plethora of technological options to do this. And it's really made a difference in empowering people to be able to leverage this technology and step up and really take more ownership of their working relationships. Yeah, the, how timely was was the start of your business three years ago? It was <laughs> right at the pandemic time and that's when the whole world went virtual. So, you know, I mean, we were in the training business and we would get so much pushback from customers that said, no, we want to send people to your location. And we had locations, but we said, you know, we can get the best of the best instructors virtually and we can bring people from all over the country to give you insights and and experiences that you wouldn't get in a classroom. And, um, you know, they always resisted it. And then over time with the pandemic, now it's just second nature. Now they're asking for it. (laughs) It's so funny. That's great. Yes, that virtual connection, human connection is so important. Yes, absolutely. So you truly understand the importance of balancing personal and professional with your intuitive, pragmatic, and compassionate approach. What are some of your best practices? Well, I was actually speaking with some of my staff about this the other day because we really work hard internally in our company to mm-hmm. practice what we preach, so to speak, and really mm-hmm. model best practices and boundaries for our clients and for one another. So something so simple, but this is something I like to talk about a lot. Schedule send an email is a great tool. So we work really hard on, we actually have a boundaries and communications clause in our contract for employees and for clients. So that says that you are welcome to contact us at any point in working together. However, you can expect to receive a response between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. local standard time uh, or by the next business day, you know, the weekend or holiday, etc. So something that we like to practice is something as simple as schedule sending an email. And by that, I mean, if you're if you're on your computer and it's midnight and you're trying to catch up on some emails, which, you know, I'm guilty of as well, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, occasionally. And I'm not going to send that email at midnight because I don't want to start setting the expectation for clients that they are going to be able to reach me at that hour. So I can send a lot of emails, but I will schedule, schedule send it to go out the next morning during business hours. So that's something that's just so basic, but it is supporting the boundaries that we work hard to set around maintaining that balance. And we don't want to tell our clients to do something that we're not practicing ourselves. I think that's a great, great, great suggestion. It's a great best practice. I think I should practice that too. (laughs) Because as a business owner, you know, I mean, we, we work all the time, it seems like. It's, there's never a downtime. Um, but this is really good. You can still work when it's good for you, but don't set the false expectation with your customer. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. 
That that is so critical. But um, I know there is no such thing as you know balance per se. But how do you create balance in your life? Work life balance. Well, I work really hard too, and and I'm I'm a I'm a work in progress. I haven't perfected anything, right? I'm human Either. too. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm looking for ideas. <laughs> So something I've really started working very hard on is maintaining boundaries around my mornings. Okay. I am more of a morning person. Some people are more night owls. So I would say, you know, if you're more of a night owl, flip this. But for me, I wake up, I have an intention that I read for myself. I do a meditation. I have my coffee. And instead of just going right downstairs into my office, getting on my computer while I drink my coffee and getting sucked right into my workday, I sit with my coffee, I take a step outside, I have some you know, deep breaths of the what is now very cold air mm-hmm. <laughs> in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just really try to make sure that I have 30 minutes in the morning to just check in with myself, see how I'm doing. I look through my day. I kind of mentally walk through my day, set some intentions and just have that morning routine, whatever it is, before I sit down at the computer. So you don't touch your phone before any of this. I just want to ask. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, the first thing I do in the morning is I pick up my phone to read my intentions Mm-hmm. And then I put it away. I get in the mm-hmm. shower. Um, I might put on some music, but I work really hard. And again, I'm not perfect. Sometimes, you know, I'll get a text from an employee and something will be happening. I need mm-hmm. to attend to promptly. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I try to make sure that for 30 minutes in the morning, I am not on my email. I am not checking Slack. I am not in ClickUp. I'm not in any of the platforms that we use. And I just let myself get into my daily mindset. That's great. You've got your 30 minutes for you just to kind of prep yourself to get into your day, which I think is so, so beneficial. And when you get into that routine, then you find time for meditation and for, you know, that coffee break or thinking about planning your day, all of those things, because sometimes I just jump right in and boy, you know, it hits you hard and then you haven't done any of those other things. So I'm going to try this routine, you know, for 30 (laughs) minutes every day. This will be great. (laughs) So you, so you have expertise in managing growth and business brands. How do you help guide your clients manage their growth and their brands? Jennifer, I have something that I call the Empowered CEO Business Assessment, and we have a very well-mapped-out client journey. For We have an entrepreneurial client journey and a corporate client journey. We work with both corporate and entrepreneurs. But the Empowered CEO Business Assessment is how all entrepreneur client journeys start with us, mm-hmm. and that's an intensive time with me. They fill out information in advance. We have our initial discovery call when we decide to work together. I send them a very in-depth questionnaire and it's a lot of information gathering. I review it in advance. We have a two hour intensive and I take both a bottom up and a top down approach. And by that, Mm -hmm. I mean the bottom up, we really analyze the infrastructure of your business. What's working, what's not working, What are the systems you're using? Do you have systems? Are they the right ones? How Mm -hmm. are they working for you? Um, And then the top-down approach is 
what does joy and satisfaction look like for you in your business as a business owner? And that's different for everybody, right? This is not a cookie cutter approach. So we want to reverse engineer the steps to get you to that place of joy and satisfaction in your business. So I ask all my clients, if you had a magic wand, money, time, you know, none of that was an object. What would you like your business to look like and your day-to-day life within your business to look like? And let's reverse engineer the steps to get you there. But first, we have to address the bottom-up approach because I use this example a lot. I had a client who came to me. It was a healthcare practice. And the practice owner wanted help with a marketing strategy and implementation. And after this empowered uh, CEO business assessment, I discovered that she had a six-month-old baby at home. She was doing everything on her own, which is something that entrepreneurs are oftentimes mm-hmm. doing when they come to us, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the nature of the beast a lot of the time. And she was doing the cleaning. She was making the phone calls. She was doing the booking. She was taking out the trash. I mean, the list goes on and on. So they did not have, she did not have the bandwidth for a marketing strategy because if, you know, the first person we sent her way, her ship would have sank. <laughs> so mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure she had the right systems in place to streamline and optimize her practice. And we worked with her on recruiting and hiring and onboarding a full-time practice manager. So she had that in-person support to greet clients, take the phone calls, make the bookings, do the insurance billing, all of that. And then we could really look at, okay, now you have the support in place. You have your systems in place. Your infrastructure is short up we can look at that top-down approach of how to get you to that place of more joy and satisfaction in your business. You have the support you need, and we can also evaluate your marketing strategy and now implement that to help grow and scale your business. Wow, that's great. Um, I think all entrepreneurs can use your help <laughs> because <laughs> well, there's always <laughs> something in a business that's that's falling off the wheels, you know? <laughs> so it's great. Great, great, great. All right. So you also believe in empowering your employees, which I love, um, as well as create a culture where everyone is celebrated, which, again, I love that. Um, So how do you accomplish this? This is not an easy task. Well, having worked for other people my whole life, one of the things that really was important to me was creating a company culture where people felt appreciated and could really shine in their respective zone of genius doing what they do best and what they love. Mm -hmm. And so I have worked, I have learned a lot over the last almost three years, but I've worked very, very hard to hire people who are not only passionate about what they do, but they absolutely love what they do. They have the experience that I'm looking for. Um, We require at least 10 years or more supporting corporate C-suite executives for our executive assistants, and we need to have a lot of experience for our digital marketers and six, six and seven figure brands working with both corporate and entrepreneurs. So we, mm-hmm. we bring on very top-notch, high caliber members. And for me, I want to ensure that I am retaining my talent. Mm-hmm. And so we acknowledge, it's all about the little things, in my opinion. We acknowledge their birthdays. One of their onboarding things they do is fill out a questionnaire 
with their appreciation languages, like your love languages, mm -hmm. your appreciation languages. How do you feel uniquely appreciated and seen? I and love that. We, we make sure that we implement that for their anniversaries, for their birthdays. And we actually send our employees just at random when they shine. Really, you know, there's just something they did that they knocked out of the park. We even send them a little gift. That's and nice. We really ensure we have an internal system we called um, crudos instead of kudos because we call mm -hmm. our, our crew members. And we recognize each other on a monthly basis for someone who did something really unique or, you know, like I said, really knocked it out of the park or something that really made them shine. We are always trying to recognize and express appreciation just in our basic language internally. And we have found that that is really resonating with our employees. I mean, I hear on a almost daily basis, thank you so much for appreciating me. I've never worked for a company like this. Uh -huh. I've never felt seen. I've never had my ideas really listened to. I feel like I can spread my wings here. All of these things, it's, and, and we do more, but that very simple thing, just showing your appreciation in both your communication and with tangible gifts. Um, you know, some people would prefer to have a gift certificate to their favorite restaurant for a date night with their husband instead mm -hmm. of flowers. And we mm -hmm. want to make sure that we are showing appreciation in a way that resonates for that individual. I love that. And I do very, very similar things for my team because I really believe it's the team that really uh, is the success of the organization. And the culture you create is so important um, for your know, growth and success and and longevity with with the employees. So I think that's that's really amazing and you're doing some really great things. I love the appreciation languages. I have to learn about that. <laughs> that's something new, but I love I love what you're doing. You're really connecting again that human connection to say what do you like? I want to customize this for you. I'm not going to do it, you know, just the same for everybody because we're all different. Yes. Yeah, thank you. You also help companies become more efficient in their operations. Tell us more about your dream clients. Well, we work with service-based businesses. So I say we're industry agnostic. Mm -hmm. And we really like to work with high vibe, heart-centered, mission-driven executives and entrepreneurs and CEOs. We look for anyone from solo entrepreneurs up to large corporate C-suite executives, but our passion is really helping the entrepreneurs. So we look for growth-oriented businesses seeking to streamline and elevate not just their business, but their experience in their business on a day-to-day -day life. So we want to help them become more efficient in their operations and achieve sustainable, holistic success. So heart-centered entrepreneurs and corporate executives looking to have more work-life harmony and joy in their business while also eliminating the overwhelm mm -hmm. behind the scenes and step out of being buried in their business so that they can work on their business mm -hmm. <laughs> is, yep. are really the people we're looking for. So um, typically our entrepreneur clients are multi-six figures and up and our corporate clients are individuals in the C-suite 
Um, and just to clarify, that is usually more of a interim position. We'll place an, an executive assistant with someone to cover a maternity leave mm -hmm. or, you know, a long-term absence or uh, for a variety of reasons. But focusing on the entrepreneurial clients, we provide executive assistance, consulting, and digital marketing support. So we really want to provide that top-notch, compassionate high touch yet pragmatic and strategic support for our clients that's great that's great very lucky clients to have you that's oh, for sure so. <laughs> um so hayden where is the most favorite place you've traveled to and why i love travel so i always like to ask this question yeah i love it i love these questions i actually ask my clients something similar i i ask if you were stranded on a deserted island what's the one item you would bring <laughs> so I always love not your phone answer. i hope <laughs> no i would want a total digital detox <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> um this is a really tough question to answer jennifer because i love travel also and i've done a lot of international travel both mm -hmm. by plane and by boat mm -hmm. um so i have kind of two answers yeah that's the fine. first that comes to mind is so my first boat delivery i was 18 or 19 i i think i was 18 um and it was the first international trip i'd taken on my own you know away from home mm -hmm. so i have mm -hmm. dual nationality i'm half english we'd go back and forth to england when i was younger visiting family mm -hmm. but this was my first international trip by myself and i delivered a boat to the bahamas and coming from new hampshire which is very homogeneous it was mm -hmm. very eye-opening and to this day i remember how warm and welcoming everyone was mm -hmm. and this idea of island time and <laughs> that they focus so much on experiencing life and mm -hmm. joy and community and social events and work is secondary uh -huh. and I just really resonated with me because that is so different from American culture right I mean really most most cultures um and I I really remember that it was just my the first time I'd been anywhere tropical I mean it's, it's I love that I'm I'm adding it to my list because I haven't been there oh, so I'm definitely adding it <laughs> yeah I mean, the water alone, I could just float around it. All yes, <laughs> yes. No, that's great. And then how about a plane experience? Well, I flew to Ireland. I actually had three months. I, I lived in Ireland for three months and I had mm -hmm. an internship in the parliament there. And I had previously had an internship. So this is also in my 20s. I'd had an internship for Senator Kennedy in Boston. And I wanted to experience at the time I was thinking I wanted to go into politics and I decided quickly that was not for me <laughs> but <laughs> for a variety of reasons mm -hmm. um but working in an international government office I also saw that work-life balance was a priority so you'd start your day at nine, you'd break for tea, <laughs> you'd, mm -hmm. then you'd have, everyone would go to the pub for lunch and then you have afternoon tea and everyone was leaving around five. Now that might be a few more breaks than most of us take during the day, mm -hmm. but it was really incredible that they focused so much on 
having that balance because they all had these intense bursts of productivity between the breaks. Mm-hmm. And while I might tweak that a little bit, because um, for me, having an hour at a time or two hours at a time, it's a little hard for me personally to get, to get into my flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that general model is is great. And that's something we kind of try to embody with our clients, like that work-life balance. Having the downtime means you can be more productive and on point during the work time. But the people in Ireland were so warm and welcoming, mm-hmm. and it's such a beautiful country. Um, I did a lot of travel throughout Europe, too, during that time because I worked four days a week. And it's somewhere I'm actually really eager to go back to now that I'm older mm-hmm. and experience again from a, a new perspective. It's tough to do. I I wanted to do that for a long time and I never got there because I don't have the discipline of not working. (laughs) So everything you're saying is so important because you don't want burnout and you don't want to just have your complete identity be your business and that's it, right? You are a person, you, you have life outside of work. And I think um, Europe does a really good job. When I was in Italy, same thing, you know, Um, they would stop for a nap in the middle of the afternoon and that was it, you know. I know, that's so foreign for (laughs) us. Yeah, it's so different. It's like, oh my God, it would ruin my whole day. (laughs) Yeah. So, but but they know how to do it. They do it right. And Ireland, the same way, warm, welcome. When I was there, it was just amazing. So I completely agree with you on just learning from different cultures, right? That's why we love travel because we always learn from somebody else and look at a different style of life that gives you eye-opening and looking at it from a different lens. It's really amazing. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, Hayden, this has been an honor and a pleasure. I've really, really enjoyed our time together. Can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Well, likewise, Jennifer, it's been a pleasure and I appreciate the opportunity to join you. Yes. People can reach out to me either via our website, handledbyhayden.co. Okay. They can also email me directly, Hayden at handledbyhayden.co. They can reach out to us on social media. We Our Instagram is at handled.byhayden. So really Google handled by Hayden and a lot of ways will come up great, to reach great. out. Great, great. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah, great. Well, Hayden, again, a pleasure and an honor to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. 
hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.